Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Magic Equals Big Energy podcast. I'm your host, Rhiannon. And if you're not watching the video version of this, I'm coming to you from the floor of my New York City apartment, the place that I'm staying. I've been traveling in New York City for about two weeks now, and this is where the best lighting is. So if you want to check that out, make sure you check out the YouTube version of this. It's Big Magic Equals Big Energy on YouTube. But otherwise, if you're new here, my name is Rhiannon, and I am an astrologer and empath empowerment mentor, and I coach people who are learning to get sober. And on this podcast, I share all the tools that I love around intuition development, empath empowerment, stepping into your leadership gifts as a highly sensitive and an intuitive. And I also share a lot about sobriety. So this is going to be another hopefully short and sweet uh, snack portioned episode all around sobriety. And I wanted to kick us off with a quote um, because this is kind of the quote that inspired this episode, actually. And this episode is going to be all around how to say no when getting sober or how to start saying no. And I wanted to share really quickly that if you are you're not sure if you're somebody who is sober curious or choosing to get sober, everything on this episode can be applied if you are also just choosing to set more boundaries in life, choosing to up level, choosing to upgrade your life, which is what I believe getting sober, letting go of addictions is all about in essence anyway, but let's go into the quote. So this quote is by Carl Jung, and he says, the world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, the world will tell you. And I love that, and I think it is so related to setting boundaries and the tools that I'm going to, or the steps that I'm going to share with you, because so much of, I was like deducing down how I've learned to become quite a, quite a, I want to say no person, but it's, that's not a good way to put it. But I've become very, it's become very easy for me to say no to things that aren't aligned and definitely very easy for me to say no to alcohol. And I really believe it's from this growing skill of coming to define who I am, where I'm going, what I'm about. And it becomes very easy to be like, well, that's like, it becomes progressively clearer, like, no, I'm not doing that. And it becomes almost like an, I almost want to be like, no, duh, or obvious. Like, obviously I'm not doing that because it's not aligned with who I am. And I pray that this episode gifts you with the same kind of skill. Cause it is like, it's something that I'm so appreciative of, especially traveling in New York city. Um, it's the first time I've traveled internationally being sober. And it's one of the things that I've been celebrating the most on this trip, just how much more true I am to myself compared to like the times I would travel before and I was drinking, I would just do so many things that I didn't really want to do. They weren't really me, but I was just either people pleasing um, and just being like, oh, everybody wants to go to this thing on Friday, I'll go or, you know, just really unconsciously in that kind of addictive grip of alcohol of like, oh, but I don't want to stay home. So I'm going to go out and do this and do that and all that stuff. So I've just been really like, I want to like, I've just been very proud and impressed by myself on this trip and just being very like happy about who I am and what I'm going for. And I pray that, you know, I say that not to like brag at all, but just to inspire you that I think we're all meant to live this way. We're all meant to be very unique and individual and have niche interests and be okay to go for them, you know, without, you know, and being able to say no to things in a non-confrontational way, but just being like, no, that doesn't work for me. I'm more about this. So I pray that this episode empowers you with the tools to, if not 
start doing that, like maybe you're already doing that, then to go deeper into that. So let's dive into it. Um, step one is I really believe it is so much easier to say no when you know what you stand for, when you know what your authentic self is. And this is the step that I will say I put in my notes. Um, this is something that if you feel called to this work, I do think working one-on-one -on -one with a coach is really helpful for this. Just to have someone reflect back to you what you're about, especially if it's new for you, if you are new to kind of like self-development, journaling, coming to know yourself, I really think one-on-one -on -one support for this step can be so helpful. So check out the show notes if you'd like to book a one-on-one -on -one session with me for this. But otherwise, you can also start from this podcast and I'll share a little bit about like how I've gone about defining. I want to say like they're my authentic pillars, but it's basically just knowing your authentic self and knowing what you stand for and that you can do this through journaling and you can do this through just reflecting um, like what are the things you really stand for? Do you stand for health? Do you stand for family and being close to your family? Do you stand for beauty and creating beauty in the world? Um, so part of my process with this is deducing down, um, like I've, I, I worked through Lacey Phillips. I'll just mention like um, one of the kickstarters for me around this was I worked through Lacey Phillips course to be magnetic. So that's to be magnetic.com. And she talks about defining your authentic pillars. And I deduced it down to four. And I found that it's just been really helpful to know like to have four things that I'm like okay does this align with who I really am if not I'm not really going to do it even if I'm expanding even if I'm like oh I'm trying something new like it's not it's not that I don't try anything new it's that I'm always checking in like is this aligned with who I really am is this part of who I authentically am and is this going to grow me and I think at some point when you're learning to set no and when you're learning to say no and start setting boundaries, it is important to know like who you are and what you stand for at this point in time. So you can start to say no and just clear out all the things that don't align with that. And it, I don't know, for me, I was always like, am I being closed minded? I had all these different narratives, but I think it is so helpful to at least for a period of time, especially if you're choosing to get sober just clear out and say no to anything that is not aligned with who you authentically are. And again, I do feel like coming to know who you authentically are and what you're really all about, what you're passionate about, that can take some work, some journaling, or maybe like meeting one-on-one -on -one with a coach to really help you define like, who are you really right now? And where are you really going without the influence of, let's say, alcohol addictions or other people's opinions or your family's opinions, like really coming to stand by who are you authentically and saying no to what doesn't align with that. Um, I hope that I surmise that in a good way, but because because I hope that I've shared clearly how incredibly beneficial that is and how how good it feels to your self-worth to live your life aligned with who you authentically are and what you authentically believe and not be swayed by the myriad of ways that this world will tell you to do things. Like even more and more and more, there's just so many ways that, like I said earlier with the quote, there's so many ways that the world will ask you who you are. And if you don't know, the world will tell you. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to be what this current mainstream world wants me to be. I want to be 
who I am at a soul level, who I am, you know, from a heart centered level, from, from a spiritual level. And I want to live life expressing that. So I pray that that makes sense. And then the second step is once you know, you know, once you've defined who you authentically are, and again, it can be a little clumsy in the beginning as well. Like, oh, um, I'm all about health, but I do really like drinking Coke or drinking too much coffee or overeating. It's, it is, it can feel clumsy and it's about like re like consciously just continuously and consistently taking steps and bringing yourself back into your authentic code. And that's what the whole process is like saying no to things that don't align with that. That's the entire thing. So number two, step two is start making decisions and telling yourself that you are decisive. So making decisions for me in the beginning, I always felt like it was just out of character um, for numerous reasons. I just didn't feel like I was a decisive person. So when people would say like, hey, do you want to meet up at seven o'clock at a bar or do you want to grab a coffee at two? It, like, it feels like it would be such an easy decision to make. Like, obviously, if I'm choosing to stop drinking, I would pick the coffee at two o'clock. But because I had told myself a story for so long that I wasn't a decisive person, I'd just be like, oh, whatever you want, what's easy for you, like the people pleaser and all of that. So I really identify that the second step is just really learning to make decisions and be decisive. So you can set boundaries and say no, and like, you know, create kind of a container for you to really choose to continue being sober, um, and up leveling your life. And one like really individual thing that I think can be helpful. Like I cultivated this individually, but I think it can be helpful for a lot of people is I started telling myself that I was decisive. So I noticed that I had this kind of faulty belief of like, oh, but I'm not decisive. And oh, I think people know better for me what to do. And I was, I just stopped that. And I started saying, no, I am decisive. I am decisive. And I just started practicing with little things. Like I am decisive. I'm choosing to wake up at 8 a.m. I wake up at 8 a.m or 6am or 5am, or I'm choosing to eat here. And I'm going to do that, like just practice being decisive, because in order to set boundaries, you must be decisive, you must be willing to say no and stick by that. And sometimes, especially in sobriety, I know that I had to learn to say no quickly, like, things can come fast offers come fast of like, hey, try this. Do you want to have a sip of those wines? Do you want to go to this restaurant that you used to drink at all those things? And it's like learning to be decisive in that moment and saying nope, Nope, not doing that. And just continuously cultivating that belief in yourself of like, I am decisive and I live by, you know, what's right for me and I'm making a decision and really learning like in the small things, learning to stick to your decisions. It's so important in sobriety to be decisive, to know who you are and to like stick to your decisions. So that's step two, start making decisions and start telling yourself you are decisive. And then step three, this is probably specific to sobriety or anybody with a, with like struggling with addiction. But I know for me, I required big buffers for things that were triggering. And really for me, it, it, the first year of sobriety, for every, everybody's different. Some people only need to do this for like a month or some people maybe feel they don't have to do this at all. But I took a year of putting really, really big like blinders on or buffers, or just not doing things that were overly triggering. And I was like, I gave myself the grace to be unapologetic about that. So for example, 
for the first, when I really chose to like, I was done with this, I was changing and I wasn't going to drink anymore. I didn't go to any weddings for that first year. <laughs> and you bet, you bet that I was tested on that. Like two of my very dear friends got married that year. And I was kind of like wavering on my decisiveness and going, okay, I told myself I wasn't going to go to triggering events, but oh my gosh, they're my best. You know, they're very good friends of mine. It's a one-time thing, like a once in a lifetime thing. How can I not go? But I was like, I'm just not wavering. Like I'm not, I'm deciding to do this. And I know I had been through enough experiences that I was like, I know if I go to that wedding, like it's just too much of a risk. And I had to say no. And because I said no, and it was difficult at that time, I really believe that built the skill and the self-worth and the decisiveness in me to be like, no, I will say no to the things that are not right and aligned for me because I'm choosing better. And like, I can't, you know, I can't be beholden to other people, you know, even though it was disappointing and I did disappoint that friend. And for sure, I'm sure they didn't really you know, I could have sacrificed and gone, but there was something so there was so much self worth built in me by choosing to say that hard no and be like, no, um, you know, I've shared that I made that decision this year, I'm not drinking. And if I go to that wedding, it's just too much of a risk. And I wasn't able to explain this to them at the time. But deep down, I did tell myself I was like, and I don't I'm not a good friend. When I'm drinking, I'm not a good friend when I'm not aligned with my authentic self. So like, yes, maybe it's not a good friend, quote unquote, move to not go to a wedding or not go to a thing or not go to a lunch or whatever it is. But I'm building the foundations right now. And the foundation is I can't drink. And it's some like, as I'm creating this new neural pathway and habit, I have to go a little bit extreme. So I didn't go to weddings, I didn't go to things in the evening. That was what I needed to do. Again, you might not need to be that extreme. It really comes from knowing your own triggers. Like I just knew from 12 years of trying to stop drinking that a wedding was like not a good place for me to be at that time. And the gift of that is now I just have such a strong ability to say no. Um, and I've built such a skill around it that I'm pretty sure I could go to a wedding now and it would be very easy for me to say no because I cultivated that habit. I cultivated the self-worth as I shared earlier, like when I was sharing about New York, I cultivated the self-worth, I cultivated the clarity, I cultivated the authenticity, I cultivated um, just like this certainty of like, this is who I am. And I wouldn't like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't learn to start setting boundaries and maybe going through those bigger testing moments of like, it would be so much easier to say yes, and people please and make everybody else happy. But I think there is there like early sobriety, especially requires a level of selfishness, not in a destructive way, but in a constructive way of like, but I've got to go a little extreme on the selfish, like focusing on myself side, because for so long, I was extreme on the other side, extreme on the, you know, a, using a substance that is very, very celebrated by the mainstream and very pushed on us as a society. And I'm just going to temporarily go on the other extreme so that I can develop this skill of nope, that's not right for me. And by the way, when I shared earlier about step one around knowing your authentic code, knowing who you truly are, that has become so much stronger in me because I've learned to say no to what isn't who I really am. 
So I'm just sharing that in case, because I know in early sobriety, I might've been like, I don't really know who I really am. I've been, you know, I've been floating around being a yes person to everybody and anybody for so long. I don't even, how am I supposed to define who I really am? So, you know, as you get stronger in sobriety and get stronger and saying no to the things that don't feel right for you, and you might make some mistakes here or there, like you might say no to something that, oh, actually that was right for me. That's okay. But you learn, like I certainly have learned and I've learned, seen through different clients and workshops and people that I've seen in sobriety, you learn over time as you consistently say no to the things that aren't right for you, you learn, this is what I'm about. Wow, okay, I'm actually about this. Wow, I'm actually really strong about this. I'm good at this. Um, this niche thing that, you know, nobody else was interested in at the time, like, I'm all about that, like, you really come to become very strong in who you are, I've, I've found, and I've shared a lot on this podcast about how I'm constantly inspired by people who are sober and doing the work. <laughs> there are people who are sober, and they're not really doing the work, and it shows, but there are the people who are sober and doing the work, like the active work of staying true to yourself, saying, you know, constantly up-leveling, they inspire me so much and it's such a joy to be around them because they're so true to who they are. They're so true to the people. Like when you talk to them, you know, they're not just people pleasing or BSing or saying things because that's what would be easier in the moment. And it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And I pray that you get to have those types of people in your life because it's very inspiring. So this was a shorter episode. I purposely did that because I am sitting on the floor <laughs> and I am traveling in New York, but I wanted to make sure that I connected with you. And if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you share it with anybody, especially if they are sober curious or struggling in sobriety or maybe even like inactive addiction. It can be so helpful to just hear different voices and different approaches around sobriety. And if you'd like to work one-on-one, -on -one, check the show notes for always to connect with me, work with me, and grab free resources. And I will be back next week. Sending all my love.